Are we recording? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. What what's on the what are we gonna talk about? What's on the agenda? What's on our agenda? Yeah, we, our writer's room agenda. So, um, the the first item on the agenda is a huge apology, <laughs> which is. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, I may I may have made several mistakes um, over the past week. Uh-huh. For one, we're supposed to record this before we make the comic, yeah. uh, and we're not. Uh, we did record it, mm-hmm. but I screwed up the audio. I'm not sure what was the cause of we're that. We're still trying to find the proper diagnosis, but I mean, you have a good microphone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a I have a shit microphone <laughs> on purpose. I use it for VoIP calls, but um, usually it's okay. But uh, for some, whatever reason, it, it just got really. Oh, just, there was a weird background noise for the entire recording, so mm. we have to we have to redo it. So, yay! I want to. That's a uh, uh, strike one. Okay. I'm killing it. All right. And then strike two was um, the Game of Thrones comic we made this on Monday. Uh, <laughs> was just. A, it was just the greatest hits of all the mistakes I've made in previous comics, <laughs> uh, and where we like it has all the ingredients. Like one, forcing a topical comic just for the sake of being topical, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like you know, Game of Thrones finale. We probably shouldn't have done that. We had better. We had a better comic option. I get, yeah. You know, instead of doing it. Yeah, but at the same time, in your in your defense, the the fact that it was all ending. It almost felt it was too juicy. Like, even for me, yeah. I was like, "Oh man, it would be really nice to create a comic that's related to Game of Thrones and the difference of like uh, the book the, and the TV series and all." Like, that's what that's I true. was looking into because that that is interesting. That's true. Yeah. But ingredient two comes into play, which is we don't know this. We don't actually know that uh, much about the thing we're making a comic about because yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of I've, Thrones. I've I've watched. You I've watched a good portion. Yeah, I've watched a good portion of Game of Thrones, and it started losing its appeal to me, especially after like season five. You're pretty loyal to the source material. Mm. You're you like the book. I I enjoy the book, and I did enjoy how. Uh, how much it was able to i guess you cho- i guess you made the right choice i mean i have a lot of friends um, who are very like they are die hard game of thrones fans like it, for the for the books the hbo one no right? no for the, the books t- oh, oh okay. and so when the hbo series came out they were excited and they're like oh man it's gonna be awesome to see like it on screen and stuff and then as soon as it got to season five and there was that big like switch of, mat- of the material, they just said nope, well, and the they left. Diverged. They just like jumped off, and uh, they went back into their books. Cause, yeah, they changed a lot, man. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So you said season five. So that was like four years ago, three years ago. I, I don't remember. <laughs> but it, it it was God. That seems to coincide with the time that Game of Thrones be- started becoming really annoying to me. Just <laughs> from people I like, not not like any friends, but just people. I happen to know. Yeah. That's when, like, the political stuff. You know why? Because that happened right around the election time, 2016 yeah. election. Yeah. That's, that's when all the the Hillary Clinton Khaleesi memes were just unstoppable oh, and they never stopped. That's why you got annoyed. Yeah. That that would be annoying. Oh. I mean, I'd be annoyed by it too. And it was popular enough by then that people were like naming their kids like Daenerys. Yeah. Well, there's it was the it was bad. The criticism that was made for that whole comparison was that oh look at this strong woman liberating all of us like in the in the TV show. There's like Uh, there's like a there's like a city 
a slave city, basically, that she well, frees. I've, I've got the gist. I got the gist yeah, of it from but, you know from everyone talking about it, and I, yeah. I love I love I love the what happened in the final season. I'm like, yes, this is what happens when you accumulate massive power. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And going back to our awful comic, oh, and by yes. our awful comic, I mean your art was on point. <laughs> <laughs> just, so the joke we made was about writing styles, right? And for, I mean, there was already signs that this was going to be a bad comic. When I was writing it out, I'm like, oh, this is really long. That's never a good sign. Whenever this, whenever the comic script is long, you like bad comic. When the comic script is like three sentences, that's a good comic. Well, typically, it's because you you needed to lay out the scene, and that's what you were doing. Oh, it was so bad. It was so <laughs> bad. I, I was I was seduced by two things. I was seduced by the mental image of George R. R. Martin watering a garden full of little people I mean, I, growing out of I it. I would totally draw that myself in my off time, you know, when I have more free time. It'd be great. Yeah, he he's like a living cartoon. He's just a cute, fat old man. <laughs> just goes around like, dee 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 dee. Uh, and then the last panel, and the last, you know, the last ending of the comic, punching it with the idea that there's the third type of of writer, yeah. which is just smut fic writers where plot doesn't matter, yeah. where character personalities don't matter, everything bends to the will of the uh, pairing everyone up together in yeah. every way possible. Shippers, breeders, and oh, which shippers. probably would have been a more satisfying ending. I guess so. For yeah. for the series. Yeah. <laughs> The, the issue, though... You came here for the violence and sex. We gave you the violence in the past two episodes. <laughs> now it's time for the sex. Well, it's not just <laughs> that. It's, it, it, it is funny. I, I don't understand how they... Um, so the showrunners of Game of Thrones, they... It felt like there was a little, there was some tone deaf moments in the series, and that was when George R. R. Martin sort of distanced himself, or they asked less from him. Actually, mm. that's what it was. I didn't realize how much control they had over the series. I mean, they're the ones that seems to they rushed the ending yeah. and they kind of killed it, right? Like yeah. HBO wanted to keep going and yeah, they killed it. They wanted to do seven seasons. George R. R. Martin wanted to do ten seasons because there was that much material. Yeah. Like, but also. When you think about it, this is this is basically a whole. You know the actors and like the, the how long they've been in this, and they want to just go and move on. But it's not like the Harry Potter actor problem where they were yeah. like kids and then they became adults. Oh, like yeah. these are like everyone's an adult already, right? Yeah. Mm, I mean, Maisie Williams, except for Aria, uh, Sophie Turner. I think some of them were like yeah, kids, teenagers. Even the guy who plays Bran, he was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. You're right. Well, it, anyway, I screwed up the comic on Monday with too many words and um, forcing it to get to that punch. And it wasn't even worth the punch. So It's okay. We learn. Instead, for Thursday, uh, we've... It was take two. Take another, two. Another Game of Thrones comic. Except this is a Game of Thrones comic we came up in like five seconds like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just much funnier. Yeah. And it, it, you're, I really am enjoying your uh, experiment with the uh, sketch style. Yeah, the Jank um, Thursday comics. Yeah, they don't look jank, even though we call them jank comics. It looks really nice. It, it's the, it's uh, like the jar, the Jar Jar Punch. Yeah, it it is it is like a comic where you just you you let the the pencils themselves sort of like sort themselves out, even though it's supposed to be janky mm-hmm. and rough. It still feels full of life. I, I really like, I mean, I just like what I see. It's really interesting. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll talk about it more for that other project later. Of course, um, yeah. That's super really secret rad. project. Um, I'm just joking. No, not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you've told all your friends. I right mean, of course, I told my friends. Uh, I mean, why not? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, but not the but whole world. In any case, yeah. So that's just bad. I guess we just have to figure out a, a title for Thursday's comic because mm-hmm. we're recording this on the Wednesday before, <laughs> before the Thursday publishes. comic comes out. Yeah, this is about the last. This is as late as it gets for recording a podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, oh man. Uh, so no worries. I've been a very good boy this no week. Worries. Yes. Um, it's all good. We'll figure it out. Uh, but not on this podcast. <laughs> When you have something that's like the Jar Jar punch, we can't give any hint of the Star no. Wars uh, punchline in the title. No. I think we might have to just go for a lame title. Yeah. It has uh, to be like a womp. Like, what? Oh, God. What a dumb title. And then we go with the punch, which is really stupid. And I love it. Right. I mean, you know, it's kind of weird since we're doing this podcast after the comic yes. instead of before. I guess we should just... It's very straightforward. We should just explain. It's just the setup <laughs> is that we heard the news a month ago that they were making a prequel to Game of Thrones, and our first thinking was, "Oh, I hope it's not like Episode One Star yeah, Wars." Yeah, I hope it's not like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> oh, blah, blah, blah. And of course, but but there's uh, also the weird coincidence. It's a, you said it's multiplied, oh, right? You said yeah, there's more. There were more there's, than one. I didn't realize. Like I just know that there's multiple prequels. There's like four, five, even. I'm I am baffled and and intrigued, but you know, try to not get too hyped because we know what happens with prequels sometimes. Good, bad. I mean, uh. I, I mean we'll, we'll <laughs> coming on to write one of them is George Lucas. Uh, oh no, not he, that George. Oh shit. <laughs> there can only be one George. They have to, they have to fight each other. <laughs> There's also the thing about it too is that remember the showrunners of Game of Thrones, like this overall yeah. series. Is gonna go work on Star Wars. Oh my god! Yeah, what? Right. Yeah, the coincidence oh is god. amazing. So we made okay. this comic without realizing that they were doing that, and then now I'm like, did, wow, this is hilarious. Did you find out what part of Star Wars they're working on? No, like, I don't. Uh, I don't. A movie or a TV show? I don't really oh, okay. care about we'll that. We'll find out. Honestly. We'll find out anytime. Probably we'll find a TV anyway. show. Yeah. Eh. Okay. Eh, whatever. Well, actually, this is a tangent, but uh, <laughs> you know how we. The joke for the Monday comic was just the styles of writing. Yeah. Uh, planters, aka I, pantsers, but we refuse to use pantsers. It's a pantsers. stupid term. Um, I hate it. So, planters versus plotters yes. versus we called breeders. There's a third. <laughs> there's actually a fourth type of, of writer who's a variant of breeder, who's and it's actually George R. R. Martin, <laughs> which is eaters. <laughs> Basically, people who do decadent descriptions of food in their writing, and he does that. He right? does. He immerses you into it. Like he literally wants you to feel like you are there. You feel the, the fat of the pork so dripping many juices down dripping your forearm off as, or as the former Sansa as she's trying to like eat. Yeah, like it's it's. <laughs> so it's like it's like a it's like a variant of the breeder. It's just the eater. They they the whole point is to write decadent food descriptions. It's yeah. about indulgence. I would put the Japanese author Haruki Murakami also in this one. He's oh. there was a whole Tumblr dedicated to passages from his novels about describing food. <laughs> it's like those. It's actually kind of like those. You know those uh, Ghibli movie scenes. There's always scenes in Ghibli movies of oh, people just food. eating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks wonderful. You you can't help but think like when uh, in Howl's Moving Castle you have Sophie and she's getting like the bacon and it looks like this immaculate with fat and it's thick. oh with the eggs yeah and with stuff the like, eggs yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just so good. It's just like it it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like man, I want to so that would that be good. <laughs> yeah. So that would be I guess I guess food just just like in film like food they call it food porn. Right? Yeah. It's basically porn <laughs> for food. So same thing with the writing style. There is really just three writing styles. It's the plotters, the uh, what is it? Plotters, the uh, planters, planters, and then the 
readers slash eaters, like both doing the same thing, erotic oh. uh, descriptive writing. Um, indulgent descriptions, incredibly which, indulgent. It's, I, it's fan service, I guess, whatever, depending on your fan base. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, so that's that's my mea culpa. I screwed up the podcast <laughs> recording and, and the comic for this week. I apologize. <laughs> Who knows if they'll ever accept the apology? <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, oh, who cares about their? Yeah, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I guess we'll briefly touch on because um, this was in the previous recording that I messed up, which was the Magic: The Gathering comic oh, we have. Oh yeah. Do you think we should do that for Monday? This Monday? If if no news comes up, then yes, I would like to do okay, the Magic: so The Gathering one. Yes. The Magic the Gathering comic is very straightforward. We kind of mm-hmm. had it on the mind because the uh, that new game came out, or Magic the Gathering Arena. Yeah. Although it, it feels like it's been out for longer since the beta has been out for like a year. Yeah, they, they took a really long time with the beta to make sure everything was working out. And I mean, yeah. it looks great. I, I want to play it now because it looks cool. Oh, wait. The real catalyst for it was not that. It was, the real catalyst was there was a MIT Technology Review oh, article yeah. that was... It, but that was just based on an academic piece. I think it was from uh, U Pennsylvania and Georgia Tech or something like that, mm-hmm. where a bunch of computer scientists. Well, how do I explain this? Like computer scientists in academia. They one of the. <laughs> I, I mean, if you like me, spend your time, waste your time reading through computer science Please. papers. One of the things they like to do is to look at problems come that and just figure out, hmm, can computers solve this problem, right? Yeah. So. You know, like calculate all the digits of pi. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> they can't, or or they they're they're not, they're not sure because they don't know if there's an end or not mm-hmm. to the uh, digits of pi. But a computer can calculate it very fast. It's just we don't. If it's infinite, then maybe it can't. Yeah. Right. Those are those unknowable problems. Yeah. Some are very easy. Like, hey, what's uh, uh what's my what's my? <laughs> it's like calculate this row of figures for me. Oh, they're like obviously mm-hmm. a computer can do that. So, and they apply this to games like checkers, where they, you know, a computer can calculate every possible outcome, and yes. that's why we invented. They invented um, computer programs that can play chess like many years ago. Yeah. For more complex games like chess, they're like, can a computer do this? And they're like, yeah. Hmm. And so they figured that out after checkers. Okay. And then you know that that thing in the news would go, mm-hmm. the uh, Chinese game. Yeah. Like. It's too complex for current computing. Huh. Maybe a theoretical supercomputer could do it, but yeah. because it's too much for current computers, they use AI yes. to, you know, and so they don't instead of calculating every possibility, the AI program makes decisions like a human would. Okay. So, so they look, they applied this formula of like, can a computer solve this problem? To Magic: The Gathering in this <laughs> academic paper, clearly these are huge nerds. They are, right, not only, they're a bunch of probably Magic the Gathering academics, probably. And they, one thing, tried to uh, just write a paper about it, and it said, actually, yes, Magic the Gathering is probably the most complex game known to mankind and cannot be solved by a computer. <laughs> Perhaps ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is fine, but then um, <laughs> the funnier part, of course, is just the internet reaction where people are like, yeah, see, Magic the Gathering, it's like high level, it's beyond playing Go or chess. You gotta be so smart to play it. You have to like, gosh, you know, there's like, 
there's like um you know average person then there's like graduate student and then there's like einstein and above that rick and morty viewers <laughs> and above that magic the, the gathering, gathering players <laughs> galaxy brain magic the gathering players oh my God. and so we made a comic that would just make fun of these people yeah where uh we whip out one of our favorite original characters, the, um... Our adorable nerd. Yes, the adorable nerd. Uh, the adorable nerd, which we fe we featured in a comic called, uh... Do, Do Weebs, Weebs Dream, Dream of Electric, electric Garbage. garbage. <laughs> Probably our, one of our second or third favorite titles. Uh, uh, next to the one you came up with, the I am the one who barks, yeah, or I am the one who, who knocks. I am the one who locks. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm the one who locks. Great comic name. Um, <laughs> For a really dumb but comic. Dweeb's Dream of Electric Garbage, yeah. extremely nerdy title. Uh, and that that comic was, it followed. It it was. Um, it was about what was VR. It fun of? That was. It, it was about. Can you describe it again? So it was about it was about the um, possibilities of virtual reality and how it can be used for education. It could be used for. Um, yeah, mainly education, and he's just like getting super stoked. But I was like, "Oh my god! Like I, right. I love the, the possibility nerd. of it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be." And then, and then of course, Lark is like, "Yeah, but what about card games?" No, oh no, she's like, "Yeah, but what about like things that actually matter?" Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. That was her line. Yeah, you're right. right? So number one was the adorable <laughs> nerd getting hyped about the possibilities of virtual reality. He's like, "We yeah. can have classrooms with thousands of students, you know, with the best teachers with VR." Yeah. yeah. Lark's it's like, like blah blah. Yeah, what yeah. about things that actually matter? And he's like, what? <laughs> and then she's pants to Lark, and she has Yu-Gi-Oh's hair. And, and he's <laughs> like, like, no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> because we can't do the real truth, which is, what is VR going to be used for? Porn. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't want to do that because that's what everyone else is going to do. So instead, no, right. it's about so card we went games. With damn the it. We bullshit. Yeah, Just anime, anime we bullshit. <laughs> Which, or, you know, like, Knuckles memes, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> Ugandan Knuckles. Oh, that horrible uh, Knuckles, but I love his design. Oh, I know, oh, you just love, so he's, a ch he's like, Knuckles the Chunk. He's the Chunk <laughs> ch Knuckles. Ch ch he's Chunkles. Uh, he's Chunkles. But, so we, we took a similar attack with the Magic the Gathering one, which would be panel one. The adorable nerd starts hyping out about how complex Magic the Gathering is per this paper. Yeah. And then panel two is him getting even more hyped. He's like, even if you had all the computers in the world, you know, the strongest computer ever theoretically possible, it couldn't solve Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And then, of course. And Lark's like, wow, just, that's amazing. And then she just screws up everything as usual. And then panel three. Yeah, panel three, she's like, cool. Now watch me summon, what is it, 50 goblins. In uh, three turns. And if you don't... And if you don't if you don't draw perfect mana, like don't, if you don't have perfect mana draw, you will die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is again the point being, yes, it's the most complex game in the known universe, supposedly, but uh, you can still play like a like a dumbass <laughs> and destroy people. Which yeah. is great. Yeah, it, exactly. It, yeah. And it's also one of those things where it's like you can play stupidly, and also if you have shitty luck, you will lose. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. what how yeah. good your deck is. It doesn't matter how well prepared you are, or knowing what what your what your opponent is gonna play. If you can't goblin draw, deck will beat you down. Yeah. <laughs> usually, goblin decks will beat you down. <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna um, the um, the VR adorable nerd comic was done IRL, right? Yeah. 
well not IRL, but just re set in the real world. But for this one, we'll, we'd set it in the like as if they were uh, Magic the Gathering. In a magical mages. plane where they're fighting each other yeah. as planeswalkers. Yeah. Sort of a it's like a hybrid world where somehow they're aware of the real world, but they're in this fantasy world at the same time. Well, which you know, planeswalkers. We've we, we've done it before. Can, yeah, you're can, right. Like, planeswalkers. Like they can come to our world and then sit down at the coffee table of like people at Wizards of the Coast and be like, "What the fuck is up with this mechanic?" And then they'll just go back. It's like instead of a wizard did it, it's just a planeswalker did it. It's just a damn, damn It's a broader case. <sighs> yeah. So yeah. We have, I mean, we haven't. We've done only about. Th this will be our third Magic: The Gathering comic. The first one being just you know all it was about people who use blue decks blue are dickheads. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then the they recent, know it. It's the more yeah. yeah yeah it's true. I mean, all blue cards are dick cards. Yeah, that that was the comic. Um, the, the title was "Color Me Stupid." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that comic still holds up. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's I play blue. And yes, I'm a dickhead. You are so such a dickhead. Like, yeah, I know. It's not about winning. It's just about being annoying. Yeah. Drawing, <laughs> drawing cards. It's about. It's about ruining everyone's fun. That's what it is. It's <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I know it's awful. I'm sorry. You are you are a uh, uh, black green, right? Yes, black green. Yes, that's my mm. preference. You like you like building a token army. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Behold, my army of toads of of mushroom spores of little like. <laughs> yeah, it's like here are my saplings. I have fifty of them. Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just, you're just the Mushroom Kingdom. Wee, um, I am Princess Peach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except the Necromancer version of Princess Peach. Even better. Even better. Uh, no, uh, Bowsette. No, <laughs> there we go. We got it. No, done. All that's right, a hint so, of red. red. Never mind. Poof. So, so that'll be Monday's comic if we can't find something else. Yeah. And uh, but, now y'all know the punch. <laughs> yeah, now you know what the punch is. But this... Oh shit! You're right. No. Wait, oh. Well, whatever. Oops. <laughs> Who cares? That means we'll never do this comic. <gasps> well, yeah, well, no. We'll no, see. we will. Yeah, probably. This is this is this is. See, I just made another mistake. <laughs> Strike three. Here, here's the thing. I also made the mistake because I let you. I could have just been like, hey, maybe we should not skip the punch. No, I was like, let's go with it. Right, the true sin was not making the Magic the Gathering comic for this Monday. Mm -hmm. um, instead of the bad Game of Thrones comic. <laughs> so, that was the true sin. So we could have, um, and then we could have talked about it properly, like, you know, human beings. But instead, we <laughs> did everything no, backwards. Instead I went, yeah, instead I went crazy about writing styles. Uh, I... We should never make comics about writing. <laughs> <laughs> comics are the opposite of writing. Um, okay, okay, so... so. Uh, during our last podcast recording, the one that had to be destroyed, we, <laughs> it was after the D&D Descent. I don't think there's much to say about it because it just sounds good. We yeah. couldn't find any comic topics from it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I mean, Dante's Infernal and Mad Max Fury Road. Perfect. Just sounds good. It's going to be fun. That's, I mean, honestly, if that's what hell is like, I'd be like, damn, if I was like a Christian, I'd be like, 
I want to be a sinner because that sounds cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> where's where's my doof warrior? Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's so like for me, I was homebrewing something, and then this comes up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't need to do all this work. It's literally being made for me. This is the best day ever. Like I I literally just like I had my folder, and I was like, check it, don't need it, or I'll I'll have it for later if I want to like add flavor. But no, it's great, mm-hmm. and ugh, I'm. My heart is so full. It's it's good. Anywho, so we don't need to talk. <laughs> your, need your heart is full of demons. <laughs> and devils. <laughs> hey, to each own. That's good. That's good. Um, it's it's just gonna be a fun ride. That's all I gotta say. Sound, sounds like the whole streaming event was good. Besides the technical difficulties, eventually yeah. that'll get solved. Yeah. Just um, good. I yeah. I love the whole trend of people playing these tabletop games more and yeah it's just good it's just wholesome yeah. it's just it's just fucking improv it, like, the thing about it is great. it's not about like because there, there are different styles of D, but ultimately it's about having fun like um i see i see you have on the list who the heck is boo or that's what i saw before oh i did, i just wrote that down because you mentioned that one of your uh one of the big um D and D DMs, Dungeon DMs. Masters. Yeah. yeah, one of the no, one of the just D and D celebrities played a hamster. And yeah. We talked about. I was like, oh, did he talk? And you're like, no. Like no. this very talented voice actor. Yeah. Just made hamster noises. He was just a hamster, and only for one moment did he actually mm-hmm. speak, and that's because there was a character on the in the party who could speak with animals. So you got to hear this really intelligent, like little hamster, just for like a few seconds. Just a few seconds. Oh. So, so apparently the background of Boo is he is a a miniature giant space hamster. How old is this character, by the way? Like, is this from? Is this a? Is this a like first edition, oh, second man. edition? Um. So when I think like second, third edition, there were also D and D comics, and this is where Minsk the Ranger mm. and Boo appeared, mm-hmm. and. They always get into trouble. Boo is always is not just the companion, but also the person watching, the, the creature watching over Minsk, the ranger, who always finds himself, himself lost. Is he in just the world. a comical, like lull, so random type of character in the D and D universe? Yeah, but he's also a heroic sort. So like, it, it's one of those things where like he could be the stupid hero and also, but also be. But he's just a. He's typically an NPC, right? Just a, a good NPC to have in your pocket. Yeah, he's a great NPC to have in your pocket, and uh, I mean it's all it's it's pure comical like material. Uh, yeah. As a DM, it's just it's just good stuff. But it takes a talented DM though. I can imagine there's a lot of DMs who can't pull off humor. <laughs> I know it's Let's it's very see. difficult. It sounds just good stuff, and fortunately we it's a hard it's hard to make com- good comics out of actually good things. I know. We need bad things. I know. Like they they if if they screwed up badly in something, then yes, there would be comic material but they did a really good job so don't need to worry yeah, about they did that a good job. but no we'll comics f- we'll, for we'll, us we'll get our dream eventually we, we've only made so many D comics actually surprisingly few given how much you like it yeah um, well it's the, the only way we'll just have to be patient the only way we would have to make a comic is if they did something really tone deaf like if they produced something well, that was really tone deaf but that's it we can we can figure something out yeah uh we don't need to wait for it yeah. Um, in the same way that we're doing Magic the Gathering jokes. Yeah. All right, here we go. First one. Uh, we won't really hit it. We'll just touch it. Okay. Detective Pikachu. Um, we tried coming up with something before, but it's, it's just a good movie. It's a good movie. It's not... There's nothing really that we can make fun of. I mean, 
they they immerse you in they oh not immerse they slowly ease you in and then you get into it and you, you feel fine yeah <laughs> it's so it's such a it, it's it's such a repeat of the old nintendo versus sega yeah um, thing with the like you see the pokemon movie like the pikachu movie you're like Man, I want to live in this weird world where people live with like animals like this or Pokemon like this. Yeah. That'd be great. And then you see the world with Sonic and you're like, don't, I don't want to live in that world. Get me out. Or rather is like, that's our world. And why is Sonic here? Why is he here? <laughs> yeah. Please leave. You should leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did they not focus test? How did they just not do a basic focus test with that? I mean, focus testing is awful, but like people in that room, they see Sonic like, oh, this is cool. You <laughs> like, know what? It was okay. When when detective pikachu was like when it was announced maybe or mm-hmm. a, a word got leaked out about it sega was like we yeah. need to do a movie too and then it's the same old like oh man we need we it's like you know back then when mario appeared and it's like we need our own like mscot it's like <laughs> is that confirmed the story or not no it's not right. no it's, 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 it's pure theory it's pure theory don't worry oh. it's oh but that God, that would make so much sense, though. The, yeah, you're right. The OG Sonic was a corporate creation in response to Mario. Yeah. They're like, like a board full of Japanese executives are like, we must create a cool, a cooler Mario. <laughs> I mean, Mario is just not cool. Mario's no, a plumber. he was Eats a plumber. mushrooms, goes bananas. Yeah. yeah. It's all like a dream. They, it's all a pipe dream for him. But, but Sonic is a cool design, though. Yeah. kind of works. He just designed yeah. really well. And then slowly was turned worse and worse into this weird monstrosity and now that like you know but if if you're right if your theory is right and that they made the sonic movie in response to the detective pikachu movie (laughs) and they just rushed it and did it like oh that would be so poetic time to deep dive time to go into the reddits (laughs) it's like we learn we learn nothing history repeats it's the game of thrones the wheel turns or whatever the cycle turns we don't learn Uh, from history we don't learn from history. Sonic disappoints. <laughs> uh, always. Uh, okay. No, we actually we do have that Sonic comic we talked about, but yes, um, we do. it's so labor intensive. We're not going to do that till you're done with a certain big project. I know. Then you have time to attack it. Yeah, I, I really want to attack it because that would be so good. And it's funny because this sentiment is being. People have this sentiment. I'm not joking. Like there are f- people good. who are fans, well, and good. they're fans because they want they want something good. They really know that well, something good can happen with Sonic. And no, nothing. I know. Nothing. They really are the, uh, um, you know, those failed those doomsday cults. Every time prophecy is delayed, they be- their belief just grows. Every time oh, the next <laughs> one will be good. Ever stronger. It'll be good. I swear. I know. <laughs> they become stronger, <laughs> more hungry, more thirsty. I crave. Um, <laughs> but so okay, Sonic comic we do have one. Detective Pikachu still nah. I it's without spoiling it. I can't think of anything. You know. Oh, the spoiler is so good. It okay, would be so good, right, but the, yeah, it would it would it would spoil it and it would fuck with Before we recorded this, um what is it? Uh I I asked about doing it and you put your foot down. You said no. no. So we are we won't do the spoiler. Okay. Yeah, sadly. Well, let's see. More there's another there's another pop uh, kind of thing is that there was a neural link. Oh. Um, you, you've heard about that, right? In general, just the idea of neural links. Yeah, I have. Interfaces with computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a startup. I don't want to say the name to give them any publicity, but they are getting some press coverage because they're going because they're giving these neural links out just so they can monitor workers more. 
and just and make sure they are working at maximum productivity. Uh-huh. It's like this is that dystopian thing, like the v, the adorable nerd for VR, yeah. where you're, you're like, Neuralink. Oh wow, you won't need keyboards. People that are like in wheelchairs can operate computers. That'll be great. That's the beautiful future we should live yeah, in. Yeah, that's the optimistic bright side. <sighs> yeah, and instead we're gonna hook these up to fucking employees to make sure that they're working all the time. Yeah, and they're not slacking off. They're not going into their. <laughs> it's like they're not going into their Facebook oh. and just chilling or like. Yeah. Or like twiddling their yeah. thumbs. This is great. Yeah. Right. Oh. I mean, they already install software on their computer on employee computers to watch what they do. It's yeah. like they can't even like look out the window and relax for a second. <laughs> it's oh. this is great. And that's a startup. So it's a startup that's like, yeah, we're going to use this new cutting edge tech. Uh, so uh, look out for that. Uh, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, on a related one is that other that article next article in the um, list, yes. which is Amazon gamifying <laughs> turning warehouse work into a game oh. which they're trying to spin it it is it's this tetris. is published by washington yeah it is tetris yeah. and it's published by the washington post with jeff bezos owns yeah huh. but they're like hey this is cool this yeah is gamification yeah now you can be more a more efficient warehouse <laughs> we got these little light systems above so the workers know where to put the boxes Ooh, and then if, you, if you're the highest highest productive worker you get your name on the high score god damn it i, hate I mean it. is it a game if, if you're if you get a low score and you get fired is it a game yeah exactly Does it feel fun oh man oh. is that a game yeah no. oh sorry bob you literally had the lowest score so you're gonna have to leave you no severance pack i think the half the reason why games are fun is because we know there's no bad consequences to like losing at them yeah <laughs> or like awful consequences yeah, yeah. like dnd same thing your character dies, you just make a new character. It's fine. This, you get fired and you lose any sort of source of income. And yeah. it's just, oh they, my well, god. Yeah, so this is just a real shitty game. <laughs> it's like, uh... Gamifying work and... I don't know. Not in this well, way. Well, it was sold... It's been pitched for a long time yeah. where... You, if you gamify something, it becomes more fun. So mm-hmm. they were trying to do this for education, but it kind of failed. Yeah. And they're trying to do this now for work, but uh, that's the thing. Like, if you gamify work, does it make work more pleasant, or is it just a really shitty game? Or are you just competitive? We'll or do you just become competitive and then, like, I don't know. I don't know. It. Yeah. I. They wouldn't do it unless they, it was to increase productivity. Exactly. Um, so. Uh, oh. Well, in any case, that, oh boy. that's just, this is one of those things that's where you like, <laughs> yeah, I hear about amongst the tech community, like, um, you know, Silas Iblin, mm-hmm. um, Magic Mushrooms is getting popular. Yeah. You know, it's like, ooh, I could like expand my consciousness, <laughs> learn to like, f- you know, feel at one with like, realize that individuality is an illusion, that everyone's connected. That's the classic um, psychedelic experience. Eh. But instead, no, they're interested in microdosing LSD so in order to improve their, to increase their productivity. Yeah, oh my I know. god! It's like, it's like <laughs> What's what is the point? Like, exactly. It's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid way I of think, looking at it. I think it's, uh, I mean, we do live, we are, are the peak of that kind of culture in the world. America is the work economy. Mm, yes. I don't know, maybe China, <laughs> maybe China coming up, mm. but there may be, I don't think they're as stupid as, uh, our culture is for, for work yeah. in terms of like celebrating it. Um, I hope, but that, I hope this they is aren't. a consistent theme. We'll have to make a comic about this one day, but we got to find something really good and specific about it. Yeah. I just need to find something more than just this game. The gamification. Maybe this game could, 
I'll stew on this more because that's that. There's something really dumb about like. It just. Hey, we can make this. And it just came out yeah. the other day. So this article came out the other day. So. Yeah, I think it came out today, actually, oh. or um, yesterday, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Very, very recently. So. So we'll let it breathe, yeah. and, but um, it's not going away. This is a recurring theme mm -hmm. of um, of our sort of psychotic obsession with productivity. It's not in the sad part. It's not going to bring anyone enlightenment. Yeah. Or fulfillment. It'll, but it does please the the people who own these companies. It pleases the bottom line. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay. So, <laughs> like you hinted earlier, the best, the thing that all your friends are still talking about is abortion stuff. Yes. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. To do a comic about this sort of shit because we don't do outrage. We don't comics. do political comics. We don't. Yeah. Well, we do. We do, but not, but but not, not outrage. Yeah. So. Either you'd go outrage on this, yeah. so that but that option's cut off for us. Mm -hmm. The other option is educational. Yeah. Or no, the the other option is we. I mean, we can't do it here, which is the we we invert, which is we did we would make Lark love these abortion bills. <laughs> it just doesn't work. No. It just doesn't work. No. Um, and then I will I will get these angry like like messages from yeah, all of yeah, my yeah, friends yeah. So, who are like why did you make this fucking comic this is horrible <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah 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 so and they <laughs> we won't do that but that that's our other usual go-to message yeah, right of course. um so, so I, i've already ran this by you like yes, the you rough did. version earlier yes um okay so just to give some context please, uh, please help we, we we talked about we were, we've been talking offline a lot about the abortion stuff because we're like how do you make a comic about this but in the process i was explaining like the history of these bills to you yeah. right but i kept instead of saying evangelical christians i kept saying evangelion no i said evangelion <laughs> like oh no you said it I sorry said you said evangelion and i was like what oh crap i can't say you're it the right. you're the anime person <laughs> like these right-wing evangelists <laughs> destroying, like ruining our country. Um, <laughs> so that's like that gave the wrinkle that led to the comic idea. But to give anyone listening like some just basic context, um, this is the culmination of a multi-decade campaign uh, run by the uh, by the elite of the GOP, who are just wealthy people who want t less taxes and more like less less regulations. But to do that, and to know that they could win with, you know, they, they don't have a majority of the country. They need a super passionate voter base to turn out and vote for them, mm -hmm. while at the same time suppressing the vote of minorities, basically, yep. right? And so who is the super passionate voter base they could find? They found them about 30 years ago, um, coincidentally, when um, the government was trying to take away the nonprofit tax-free status of evangelical evangelical <laughs> <laughs> evangelical churches yeah. right that were segregated so there were a lot of segregated evangelical churches because yeah to be subtle here um the evangelical label like a lot of african-american families uh, people are evangelical christians although they don't identify purely as evangelical but they they, they would say that they're evangelical. What we're referring to here are the super white evangelical groups that operated segregated churches that were at risk of losing their tax-free status in the 70s. 
And when that tax-free status was threatened, all the people that owned these churches, the pastors and priests, made their, like, they, like, commanded their, uh, what is it, their, um, I don't Are know, you talking their, about their members, followers? their flock, their, their flock, flock to yeah. go out and vote, uh, you know, uh, for, to stop this uh, repeal. And they sort of formed over time an unholy union between them and the GOP, mm -hmm. the Republican Party. And this is basically the promise that the Republican Party elites have given to this voter group, which is we'll repeal Roe v. Wade because to the this specific evangelical group, they think that every abortion is like murder and they, you know, all these bills say it, right? That Alabama bill's like, they compare it to like the Holocaust, you know, like so many unborn babies. Yeah. It's like genocide. Um, so that's what they feel. They're crazy. Um, there really is no dealing with these people and their beliefs. They literally want the end of the world to happen. <laughs> you know, so like they want a book of revelation they want shit. fire and brimstone. They... And weirdly, there's a lot of crossover with Evangelion, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, with because that has a lot of biblical shit in it, it too, right? Just randomly. No, it, it literally yeah. has a lot of biblical like information implanted in there. Um, right. Yeah, it's. I don't want to get into it because that's but a you've, whole other you've, whole. You've seen it though, right? Yes, I have seen Did it. Did you like it? Eh. <sighs> I'm one of the few okay, that, that didn't that, really can, like it. I can gather it because from it that was sigh. just because because ultimately it was a, it was a show that was just really sad. It was about all these elements of I, I guess like angst and I, I don't know. Well, and I didn't like it's, that. It's supposed to be a metaphor for like coming of age stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, I I never saw Neon Genesis. I just know the memes. Mm. I saw Fully Kali instead. <laughs> Which is like, see, like, a parody of, of yeah. yeah, and like that. I like that. I like Rama one half, which was really stupid, like super stupid. Like I love stupid stuff. Well, let's let's focus on Evangelion let's, and let's stupid get, stuff. <laughs> let's get back to stupid Evangelion. So we can't go outrage. We're not going to go no. there. We just we just don't go there no. because there's no humor there. It's just um, how it's just pure grotesque comic. Yeah. Right. We don't do inversion because that's monstrous, equally monstrous, and yeah. we can't. Educational is hard, so it, we'll just go stupid. And yeah. For abortion, the only thing in my brain, because I don't know Neon Genesis, I never saw it. I just know the memes. Okay. Yeah, no. All I know is that is that Shinji <laughs> is a really whiny bitch, <laughs> and he won't pilot his Eva, his his robot, Which is very right? Sad. And he doesn't want to pilot like, his. No, Eva. I won't. Yeah. And it, his dad just looks down on him through those folded just fingers, right? Yeah. So the whole comic would just be <laughs> panel one. What is it? Shinji. Shinji's father looks down on him, saying, yeah. "Shinji, you must pilot your Eva." Shinji's like, "But father, I can't." I don't know what his voice. No, sounds don't like. worry. It, okay, so you're making the father talk a lot more, but it's already a stupid comic, so I think it's completely fine. Like this is like a really. Oh, the father doesn't talk much. He doesn't talk much. But you know what? Okay. It's fine. This is really cracky already. We have already we've already <laughs> broken past the, <laughs> the 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 line of sanity here. This is insane okay, humor. Panel so, one, you set it up. Classic pose, yeah. father high up, son below, father going, pilot your Eva. He's like, But I can't <laughs> And then he's like, if you don't, the evangelicals will overrun our base and overturn Roe v. Wade. <laughs> and then she's just like, but and then his father's like, don't be such a pussy. We outnumber them. We have enough resources to fund women's health clinics a hundred times over. Just pilot your Ava. Yeah, panel three, you could draw and 
uh, one of the monsters from Evangelion. Yeah. But like, give them a Bible in their hand yeah. or something, or just no, holding a sign that is saying "abortion is murder." Abortion is murder. Yeah. yeah. And Shinji will talk over this image of the uh, monster being like, "But they're so scary." <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna be... And then his father yeah. will talk. They're a bunch of religious... No, they're a bunch of religious idiots who are scammed by their pastors and believe prayer can cure cancer. <laughs> Pilot your Ava! <laughs> it's like... It... Oh, no, the, the, one more panel oh, to okay. tighten it up right, more. Right. You show the girl with the blue hair, right? Yeah. Who, or, or the red hair, but the blue hair girl... It's, I always see pictures of her injured, right? So it's just like, she's like injured. Shinji, do you want them to overturn Roe v. Wade? You show her, but you over her face, you put Roe v. Wade. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know, I. Gendo, and then his father's like, just get in your fucking Eva. And then, last panel, pure text. And thus, Roe v. Wade was overturned. was overturned, and the world was destroyed because Shinji didn't pilot his fucking Eva. Goddamn bitch. Uh, it has a little sprinkling of education in there. there I, I yeah. really, I know it's ham-fisted, yeah. but the uh, that little point about having resources to fund clinics is, I think. Super important. I know everyone's fixated on Roe v. Wade, yes. but like, Roe v. Wade means nothing unless we have actual yeah. resources dedicated to health clinics. Imagine being in know? a state so. where there is not even a, there's not one abortion clinic or anyone who's able to properly manage that kind of stuff. That's that's happening. Yeah, so like, it's it's um. I mean, the the GOP has already defunded a lot of those things, and basically, yes. you know, even though they can't overturn Roe v. Wade, they'll do everything to basically make it impossible. Yep. It's we, I, I spent when I was in the UK studying how to write constitutions. <laughs> like they showed us as a bad example, South Africa, which um, in their constitution people have a right to housing, uh -huh. but there are no resources dedicated to it. Uh. So there's a lot of lawsuits of people saying I have a right to housing, yeah. but the government's like we don't have any resources for it yeah. for you. They're like a right has nothing without economic resources to back it up. Yeah. Right. So, such is the case with Roe v. Wade, and that's... But this is just a dumb comic. It is. It just restates everything in the stupidest fucking it context is, it possible. Is, it is It dumb. has no insight. It is... I mean, the thing about it, too, is that even people who haven't watched the series... Like, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're being faithful to the series and, like, totally, like, all these... No, no, no way. We're using <laughs> no. the memes. I haven't seen it. We're using the, the dumb meme. memes related to it. I'm going to have a lot of friends who are okay. going to complain, and I'm going to be like, shut up. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> You know, if you want, we could watch it all over it's again. <laughs> like, it's too complex uh, to. Um, I mean, it's not. Even, no, you know what? It's not even complex. It's very straightforward. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. These people are bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like all these bills are bad. Yeah. The people supporting them are bad. Some genuinely want it, and some cynically are doing it just to get that voter base so they can keep getting their tax cuts yep. and deregulation yep. policies. Both people are. Both of those groups are bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. All you need is a very active voter base on the other side, and you can overwhelm these people. Overwhelm the, uh, you know, white evangelical groups and the GOP. Yeah. yeah it, it's the thing about it, it is that at least I, I do like the fact that there are people who are who are being very vocal about what's going on. And oh yeah, you saw the what is it the Yellow Hammer Fund? I mean, they just you know yeah. the the fundraising just just explodes yeah. for these sorts of yeah, things. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's good and all, you know? But also, it's... What I don't like is when people are like, Oh, look at them. The, oh, Alabama and Georgia. Ugh. The real answer like, is universal health care. Yeah. You tell the evangelicals to shut the fuck up. You pass universal health care and, Oh, no, they're going to live longer. Yeah. Oh, no, they won't see the... Armageddon's going to have to wait a few years. Too bad. You'll be healthier and it happier. Sorry. A, it is such a really... <laughs> it is such a weird way to look at the world where it's like, I want the world to end and I want it to... And I want to uh, be there I, to see yeah. it. Like... I, I suspect I suspect that there's probably a big age gap, and I think that a, like you know the big baby boomer bulge as it approaches as they get older and start seeing more, their own mortality. Yeah. You know, there is that dark temptation to want the end, your your death to be the most meaningful death. Yeah, it's a little right. It's, the end of the world death. It is so fucked up. Then you can go chill with Jesus afterwards uh, on his magical surfboard. Um, what else potentially? Hmm. We have some stuff in our back pocket for yeah. uh we have the student loan comic yes we do should be just you know an educational comic yep. we already talked about that oh as an aside there was a article in the wall street journal about a new startup that uh lends money to renters what where you know like how do you so <laughs> this is the this is the worst part about it here's the pitch the pitch from the startup is man housing's so unaffordable you know rents are so high guess what if you can't afford your rent borrow from us <sighs> And guess what their interest rate is? I don't want to guess. It's like 15 to 20%. This is a quote-unquote startup, you know, innovative, disruptive startup. Fucking loan shark. Just doing paid... It's called paid... Yeah, it's called loan sharking, but it's the same way... I mean, listen, WeWork is just a real estate leasing company, but they are somehow been able to con people into thinking they're, like, innovative. Um, So, we... It's... It's just there, but that's that's we can do that another time. The stu- we have a student loan comic yes. just about how, which makes fun of you know, people saying we can solve this by refinancing, <laughs> we can solve this trillion dollar debt bubble by lowering your interest rate from eight percent to six percent. I'm trying to remember, there was a recently I think it was on C- CNN, which you don't really look mm. into, but there was a no. there was like a video and an article about someone of okay, so actually let me let me pull up the actual facts. Here we go. Uh, Morehouse College. So, and Morehouse College. Oh yes, yeah. yes, Th- yes. That that billionaire came in and just uh, f- you know gave them. Yeah, he yeah. He basically that, paid that was cool. it off. Uh, and yeah. but of course the issue like okay like it's great but then um, I saw that there is an ongoing online discussion about how this is great but you know what you know what'd be better. Oh I know I know yeah. I know where it's gonna go yeah, yeah I know but yeah. it's but it's, the fact that this popped up and I'm like thinking maybe this is a good comic to do it's like the healthcare thing where people are like oh isn't it amazing that someone paid the healthcare bill of this person yeah who suffered this awful accident and you're like wow yeah that's on the one hand it's fantastic you know that be, the person you know they got taken care of is if like yeah and the yeah. second one is what well, yeah what would be better a, we don't need to rely on the generosity of billionaires, who, by the way, are almost all giant tax avoiders. Yep. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, paid no tax at all. So, yeah. how about we tax their wealth <laughs> instead of waiting for them to be like, "Hmm, I feel generous today. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll throw a couple bucks at you." Yeah, and you know, like this exactly group of peasants. It's I don't know. Although I can only imagine what it felt like to graduate uh, and then s- as someone for like one second was like. 
I'm gonna have to pay off this debt. <gasps> and then suddenly, what a feeling. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, I don't need to eat a cup of ramen for the next 10 years. When I, well, I'm trying to. Now let's get that feeling for everyone. Yeah, let's take that feeling and give it to everybody. <laughs> Liberate everyone from this horrible debt. Like, I, I just. It's okay. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that people got kind of got irritated by it. That's the correct, I think, yeah. like longer term takeaway. That means that it's something that irritates people enough for them to do that. Like, so, it's yeah. good. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think that's a good sign. I don't know if we should make a. We're already doing the student loan one. Is a. Um, it's a bit different, right? We're, we're warning about the false solutions that the different political candidates are proposing. Yeah. The uh, refinancing, and then of course the income sharing. Income sharing. I hate oh, that. God, I hate that. Pure, what it's called? Pure hell world darkness. Like, yeah. So. Oh, gosh. But do you think that would be a good Monday comic, or do you want to do the um, abortion? You know what? You could do the Monday comic in your jank style too, if you wanted yeah. to, just for the the abortion comic. Yeah, I think I think that actually that'd be that'd be really funny. Of course, um, I would try to also color it. Okay, well maybe we'll, we'll experiment when we uh, get together for that. Okay. Um, you really want? You sounds like you really kind of want to do you even kind of inkling for the abortion comic. Yeah, well, but both honestly, they're both very important. Um, one of, of course, it's, it's not. It's really hard to do though. We've, we, uh, I've tried several times yeah. to come up with different things. It's just, it's hard. Uh, this is just I mean, the, pure crack. It's just, yeah. this is dumb. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dumb way to do it. But I mean, it's a good way to do it instead of just making it super ugly or super, like, oh, totally into this, these abortion bills. And you know what? Just just give women hey, a lot of money so they can you, fly overseas. The fact that you... The fact that you told me that your uh, friends are still interested in it now, it means that, it, that it's dominated over, like, trade war stuff. Yeah. Um, that actually makes me very optimistic. Yeah. I like that. To solve the problem, all you need is a very activated voter base. I know. Hopefully anti-corporate as well, because the abortion issue, even though it doesn't seem like it, goes hand-in-hand hand with money and politics. It's... The abortion bill is the abortion laws are, are exactly how the Republican Party is the Republican Party. Without that, yeah, they fall apart. Yeah, oh. they need that voter base. Gosh. Uh, also, it reveals the flaws in the, the the Democratic Party, who are just going to focus on it and use that to the exclusion of like universal health care. Mm -hmm. um, so they can they'll use abortion to ignore universal health care, whereas. Seem better. Yeah, I mean, well, no, to please their donors, oh, true, whereas true. universal health care is the way you solve yeah. the abortion problem, yeah. right? Yeah. You need to, you give people both a right and an access, and you put the resources into it. It's, so that yeah, it's true. It's like, because yeah. what happens is if you take one thing away, and then there's just this, like, empty space, what fills up that space? Yeah. 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 It's not going to stop the uh, pro-life people from, like, putting, you know, marching outside of hospitals and stuff. But, you know, if you build enough hospitals, they won't be able to march all the time yeah. everywhere. I'm never going <laughs> to forget know, like, um, when I was younger. Like, I, I think I was in high school. And I was just, you know, you know, mm. sports and stuff. And while I'm with, I was with the team, I happened to, like, look to my right. And I won't ever forget. It was a small little truck. But, you know, with a big, like, mm. like side. And it had, like, a penny. And what looked to be a photoshopped like fetus next to it, and it was like so. It was one of those things where it was like, "This is wrong. Like this is horrible." It's like, "Look at look at this life." And I'm like, in my a penny. Yeah, to show like, oh, life can be conceived, and look at this. Like, they're they're already here. Weird. Yeah, it was it was like obviously an anti-abortion like advert, <laughs> but. Uh, but, well, you know. we're just gonna have to get over that. There's no negotiating no. with these people, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna have to drag them kicking and screaming into a healthier future. 